Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I'm going to go over my AEW's All Out review. Uh, starting off the evening, we go into our first match is the Dark Order, Silver and Reynolds versus Private Party in a buy in match. Um, starting off the match, Cassidy hits an arm drag on Silver. Private Party then hit a drop kick on Reynolds and Silver. Quinn then hits a Hurricane Rana on Reynolds. Private Party at this point are showing great tag team work throughout the match. Reynolds, though, hits a backbreaker on Isaiah. Quinn then hits a drop kick on Silver. Quinn then hits a moonsault off the top rope on Silver, pins him for the two. Reynolds and Silver are now showing great tag team work in the match. Quinn, though, hits a Pele kick on Silver. But Private Party end up hitting their signature gin and juice and pin for the three. And your winners of the match are Private Party. Um, I think this was a really good match. I don't I don't think it was really that bad. Um, I'm like I said, I can't speak enough about Private Party, man. I think they're a phenomenal tag team. I think what they can do in that ring. Um every night is absolutely insane, man. They are a young tag team that are hungry and you can tell that. And I would not be surprised if sometime soon they do get a tag team opportunity or the tag team belts them, themselves, because the stuff they can do inside that ring, man, is absolutely phenomenal. And I think they need, you know, they deserve all the credit they deserve because they are one hell of a tag team. Um, but I'm really happy that proper party got the win and, uh, you know, the better team won in my honest opinion. So, um, after that match, we go into our next match of the evening. It actually is the first match that kicks off the main card. It is Britt Baker versus Brig- Big Swole in a tooth and nail match. Uh, starting off the match, though, the match actually takes place in a dentist's office. I guess it's Britt Baker's dentist's office, if you will. Uh, Baker hits Swole with a diploma that was hanging on the wall. Swole then hits Baker with a pan. Reba attacks Big Swole. Baker then hits a DDT on Swole off the golf cart. Swole then throws Reba in the dumpster. Baker hits a netbreaker on Big Swole. Baker then hits a super kick on Big Swole as well. Swole then stabs Baker with a syringe, which was absolutely insane. I did not even see that coming. I was actually surprised they actually did something like that, even though they are on pay-per-view. I was really shocked that they actually was able to do that. Uh, Swole puts the mask over Baker's face. I guess it had Novocaine in it, and Baker passed out. And your winner of the match by pinfall was Big Swole. Um, To be 100% honest, um, I did not agree with this match whatsoever. This match, to me, was an absolute joke. Um, I'm happy that Big Swole got the win, but this match was awful. It was absolutely awful, man, and it wasn't even needed. I, I would have rather have these two women inside the square circle, have a 20-minute time limit match, and see who the better women was in that match because this match was horrible. And but the, believe it or not, this match wasn't even going to be considered to be on the main card. This was going to be on their kickoff show or buy-in, if you will, um, because I guess they didn't think it was a good idea. And honestly, I wish they would have just kept it on the buy-in. This match was awful. It was not needed, especially the tooth and nail match. If they would have just had a regular 20-minute time limit match, it would have been just fine um, and had Big Swole go over and get the win because, yeah, I agree with Swole winning the match because she deserves it and she needs the win. But this whole tooth and nail match, I do not agree with, man. These gimmick matches are ridiculous, and this, is, this proves my point. This match was awful. It was absolutely awful. But I'm really happy that Big Swole got the win. Um, after that match, we go into our next match of the evening. It is Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. Uh, starting off the match, Jungle Boy hits a springboard arm drag on Nick. Jungle Boy then hits a drop kick on Nick as well. Jungle Boy then hits a devastating running shooting star press on Matt Jackson. Matt then gets up, hits a drop kick on Luchasaurus. Young Bucks are showing great tag teamwork in the match. Jungle Boy hits a head scissors on Nick off the stage. Matt then hits uh, three Northern Lights suplexes on Jungle Boy, but the fourth one was actually botched. It was horrible. Jungle Boy goes for a uh, tag on Luchasaurus, but Nick Jackson ends up hitting a super kick on Luchasaurus, stopping the tag. Luchasaurus then hits a choke slam on Matt Jackson. Luchasaurus then hits a brutal standing moonsault on Matt, pins him for the two. Fans are now chanting for Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy 
hits a crossbody on off Luchasaurus's back on Nick Jackson. Luchasaurus then hits a moonsault off the apron on the on Bucks on the outside. Nick then hits a devastating move on Jungle Boy on the apron. Matt then hits a super kick on Marco Stun on the outside. Seems as if the Young Bucks are now turning heel in this match. Obviously, there's like I said, there's still a lot of hot like hostility between uh, Adam Hangman Page and the Young Bucks, and you can tell that in this match because it seems like the Young Bucks are now getting very more, more and more aggressive in each one of their matches now after that incident they had with Adam Hangman Page. Uh, Nick hits a senton off the top rope on Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus then hits a choke slam on Nick while Nick is on the ropes. Luchasaurus then hits a crossbody, takes out everybody on, everybody on the outside. Young Bucks then hit a super kick on Jungle Boy, pins over the two. Young Bucks then hit, hit a BTE trigger on Jungle Boy and pins for the three. And your winners of the match are the Young Bucks. Um, again, this was a really good match, man. I, the Young Bucks are, to me, one of the best tag teams, if not the best tag team in the world, in my honest opinion. I know some people will say, well, I don't know about all that. Man, they are. The stuff that they're they're doing and the stuff that it, you know they created even with all elite wrestling and having you know they you know AEW has the best tag team division on the planet hands down there is not another company out there that has a better tag team division than AEW not WWE not Ring of Honor not New Japan yes New Japan has Tamatanga and Tangaloa phenomenal tag team you know you got Ring of Honor having the Briscoe brothers or the Briscoes phenomenal you know phenomenal tag teams but I'm talking as a, as in a whole. You know, no one's going to match what AEW has as far as the tag team division right now. Nobody. And uh, it shows week in and week out on Dynamite. And, again, even about this match right here between Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks, it was a really good match, man. And, you know, like I said before, the stuff that Luchasaurus can do in that ring for a guy that's his size is very impressive. You know, very impressive. It'd be like Vader doing a standing moonsault in the middle of the ring. That's how crazy this guy is and how – big of a guy he is yeah he's not big in weight as far as vader but this guy is very tall very big very athletic and it's crazy seeing the stuff that he can do inside that squared circle so big fan of both tag teams but the young bucks end up getting the win and uh, look forward to see what's next for the young bucks um after that match we go into our next match of the evening it is the casino battle royale and whoever wins this match gets an opportunity in an aew championship match later down the road um Starting with the match, though, Trent is the first entrant into the match. Daniels as well, Hager, uh, Blade, Phoenix, uh, they're all involved in this match. Phoenix does hit a dropkick on Trent. Phoenix hits a springboard arm drag on Trent as well. Daniels hits a DDT off the top rope on Jake Hager. Kazarian is now the next entrant. Will Hobbs, Chucky e. T, Santana and Ortiz are here. They end up attacking uh, Chucky e. T and Trent. Um, this, Like I said, this was a really good match. The mystery opponent that, that was supposed to be to be decided was actually Matt Seidel, um, which I was honestly really shocked that it was actually uh, Matt Seidel because nobody knew really what the hell this guy was doing. Um, I've seen a couple of his matches. I'm not saying he's a bad you know wrestler or a bad athlete, but I will say he'll probably go down in, infinite, uh, in you know embarrassment, if you will, because he had probably one of the biggest potches of this entire year. I mean, he got on the top turnbuckle, was getting ready to go for a top rope move, and completely fell off the top turnbuckle. It's kind of hilarious, you know, and it really didn't make a good name for him starting off in AEW. Um, and I was kind of looking, like I said before, I was kind of looking forward to the mystery opponent to be somebody a little bit more bigger or a bigger name than Matt Seidel, and it wasn't. So I was a little shocked by them adding him as the the Joker, if you will, in the Casino Battle Royale. Um, but it was all in all, it was a really good match. Archer ended up getting the win in the Casino Battle Royale. He will challenge either John Moxley or... MJF, which we will find out who the winner is in a little bit. 
for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. So, all in all, it really wasn't that bad. I just wish the surprise entrant was a little more big of a name than it, for than Matt Seidel. But all in all, it was an okay match. Um, after this match, after that match, we go into our next match of the evening. It is Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a Broken Rules match. Um, a lot of things happened in this match. The one big thing that I'm going to take away from this match is that there was a spot in this match that uh, Matt Hardy uh, goes through a table like off a lift, like a forklift kind of lift thing. Um, and Matt Hardy hit really, really bad through that table. Like he hit his head and the back of his neck. Um, it looked brutal, man. That, that was something that definitely could have ended his career right then, right there, and that was it. You know, it was very brutal to see that. And um, I know a lot of people have their, you know, you know, their opinion about that. And honestly, I feel like the match should have been stopped then and there. Uh, I know Matt Hardy's wife was complaining about, you know, how Tony Khan and AEW was handling that situation. I can't say that I don't, you know, don't agree with her. You know, I, I think they should have stopped the match. Um, Matt Hardy looked really, he looked really bad. It looked like he was in really bad shape. And, uh, but they continued on with the match. I mean, like I said, he was really hurt. Um, Hardy does hit a DDT on Guevara. Uh, Guevara falls off a structure, um, onto like this, uh, onto the stage and the ref counts and your winner of the match was Matt Hardy. But it was kind of like a last man standing match. If Hardy would have lose this match, he would have been leaving AEW for good, and that's what the stipulation was of this match. Um, but my honest opinion is I was very disappointed, not in the fact that the match wasn't going to be good. I knew the match was going to be good because the storyline that was built up for weeks between these two uh, these two guys. But Matt going through that spot with that table and almost ending his career right then and there and then continuing the match, it shouldn't have happened. It really shouldn't. It was, it was something that really could have ended his career right then and there, and we all would have saw it with our own two eyes on national television. So or pay-per-view. It, it was just, it was brutal, man. It really was. Um, but Hardy gets the win, so hats off to Matt Hardy. Um, after that match, we go into our next match of the evening. It is Thunder Rosa versus Sheeta for Sheeta's AEW Women's Championship. Um, starting off the match, Rosa and Sheeta get face-to-face in the ring. Rosa and Sheeta both exchange in the middle of the ring as well. Sheeta hits a head scissors on Rosa. Sheeta is now taking the fight to Rosa, but Rosa hits a drop kick off a chair on Sheeta on the outside. Rosa hits a running kick on Sheeta. Is well. Rosa hits a leg drop on Sheeta. Rosa then gets up, hits a head scissors on Sheeta. Sheeta gets up, hits a suplex on Rosa. Rosa then hits a Death Valley driver on Sheeta off the apron, which was absolutely brutal. Sheeta hits a suplex off the turnbuckle on Rosa. Sheeta then hits a springboard meteora on Rosa on the outside. Sheeta then hits a step up enziguri on Thunder Rosa. Sheeta then hits a Falcon Arrow on Rosa. And then Sheeta ends up hitting the running knee on Rosa Pinzer for the three. And your winner of the match and still AEW Women's Champion is Sheeta. Honestly, this is probably one of the best matches, if not the best match of the night on this card, to be honest with you. Um, I can't say enough about Thunder Rosa, man. I think she's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal female wrestler. And, yeah, I understand she's working with NWA. And, I, you know, I kind of knew that she wasn't going to get the win here because she already is a champion for another company. Um, but it's set up for a great story, even in the short time span that they had to create this story. Um, it was good. You know, you, it kind of sold itself. You had Sheeta representing AEW as their women's champion, and you had Thunder Rosa, who was coming in as an outsider, working with NWA, challenging Sheeta for her AEW women's championship, which, you know, I'm not against that. And I think, stuff, you know, stuff like that should happen here and there, too, once in a blue moon. Have a champion versus another champion in each different company, especially if a company is willing to work with one another, you know. And 
if NWA can work with AEW, I think it'll be great. You know, Nick Aldis can have a lot of good matches with a lot of top guys in AEW that would make for a great match. You know, you can have a rematch between Cody and Nick Aldis or Omega versus Aldis. You know, it can definitely set up a lot of great matches if AEW and NWA were working together, which I'm hoping they do still. And I hope, you know, you might see some more matches between NWA and AEW down the road. I think it's a great idea and I think it's a great, you know, good business move. Um, as far as this match, this match was great. Um, like I said, you know, the better person won this match in the aspect of Sheeta going over because, you know, like I said, Thunder Rosa already had the NWA Women's Champion, and I cannot see them giving the belt right over to Thunder Rosa like that. So, but it was a great showing by Thunder Rosa and what she did in this match. She's one hell of a competitor, man. I'm a big fan of hers, and uh, I look forward to see what Thunder Rosa does next and who's going to challenge Sheeta next. So, um, but all in all, this was a really good match. Um, after that match, we go into our next match of the evening. It is the Dark Order uh, versus Dustin Rhodes, Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and QT Marshall. Uh, starting with the match, though, a fight breaks out. Lee attacks Dustin Rhodes. Cardona hits a neckbreaker on Evil Uno. Lee hits a backbody drop on QT Marshall. Cardona then hits a missile drop kick off the middle rope. Great, uh, Stu Grayson hits a knee drop on Cardona. Dark Order is showing great tag team work in this match right now. Cardona, though, hits a neckbreaker on Evil Uno. Dustin then hits an atomic drop on Stu Grayson. Dustin then hits a power slam on Evil Uno. Dustin then hits a Canadian Destroyer on Cole Cabana that was absolutely brutal. Brandy Rhodes gets involved, hits a boot on Anna Jay in the middle of the ring. Scorpio Sky hits a TKO on Stu Grayson, pins him for the two. Cardona then hits a finish on Udo, Uno off the middle rope. Uh, QT Marshall hits a drop kick on Brody Lee. QT Marshall then hits a tope somersault on Grayson and Evil Uno. Cabana then hits a frog splash on QT Marshall, pencil for the two. Dustin and Brodie Lee exchange in the middle of the ring. Lee then hits a devastating discus clothesline on Dustin. Dustin, though, hits a roll-up on, Co- on Cabana, pencil for the three. And your winners of the match are Dustin Rhodes, Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and QT Marshall. Um, again, this was a really good match. And obviously the storyline with this match is, is the Cody Rhodes versus Brody Lee match for the TNT championship. And, you know, when Brody won the match, I mean, he really devastated, like he beat the hell out of Cody Rhodes in that match to the point where he was knocked out. Um, and just how the storyline has been going. I mean, Brody Lee and the dark order came out with that gold coffin with a nightmare family flag, you know, throwing, even when he had the match with Cody, you know, throwing the old TNT championship all over Cody's back, attacking Arn Anderson, you know, it was phenomenal. And it's a great storyline. It really, really is. And who knows when Cody's going to come back. Um, I'm looking forward to him coming back. I think he's, you know, one of the best wrestlers on AEW, hands down. Um, obviously, you know, he's definitely the uh, one of the main guys as far as, you know, getting that company going um, with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Tony Khan and creating AEW. So I'm definitely looking forward to him coming back. Um, I think he's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal wrestler. And, I mean, come on, man, he's Dusty Rhodes' son, and Dusty is an all-time legend. Um, but this was a great match and seeing Dustin and Brody Lee get face to face and Dustin saying that, you know, there's no way you're going to do what you did to my brother to me. And then just exchanging in the middle of the ring was phenomenal. Tells one hell of a story. So hats off to, uh, Dustin and Cardona and Sky and QT Marshall for getting the win here. And it was a great match. Um, after that match, we're going to our next match of the evening. It is Adam Page and Kenny Omega defending their AEW tag team championships against FTR. Uh, starting with the match, Page attacks Wheeler. Page and Omega hit chops on Wheeler in the middle of the ring. Page hits a suplex on Wheeler as well. Page and Omega are showing great tag team work. Page hits a shooting star press on Wheeler. Page then hits a clothesline on Dax. Dax gets up, hits a leg drop on Adam Hangman Page. 
Omega then hits a uh, his cleaning house at this point. Omega hits a moonsault off the middle rope on Wheeler, pins over the two. Omega then hits a Hurricane Rana on Dax. Omega then hits a Terminator Tope on Wheeler and Dax on the outside. Omega then hits a dropkick off the top rope on Wheeler. FTR showing great tag team work now in the match. Dax hits a superplex on Omega off the top rope. Wheeler then hits a frog splash on Omega. Omega gets up, hits a snapdragon suplex on Dax. Page then hits a fallaway slam on Wheeler. Page hits a senton off the top rope on FTR on the outside, which was absolutely brutal. FTR then hit a headbutt off the top rope on Page. Page then gets up, hits a suplex like a suplex like maneuver off the top rope on Wheeler. But FTR hit a mind breaker on Page and pinned him for the three. And your winners of the match and new AEW Tag Team Champions are FTR. Um, again, fantastic match. Um, and the storyline that's been going on for quite a while. And to be honest, I mean, nobody really knew. And I put this in my preview predictions. This match was mainly to figure out who was going to turn on who. Was Omega going to turn heel on Page or was Page going to turn heel on Omega? And in my honest opinion, I thought it was going to be Paige turning heel on Omega as a big laugh and then have him join FTR. But that was not the case. After the match, Omega was pretty much done with Adam Hangman Page. You can see him walking backstage. Young Bucks are following him. Uh, Omega, you know, you know, finds a driver with a truck, gets in the truck, takes off. And that was that was it. I do think that we might see Kenny Omega as a heel and probably come into AEW as the cleaner Kenny Omega. Um, in the coming weeks, um, and I'm very much looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great, and I think it was time for Paige and Omega to kind of split up and do their own things again because they're not really a full-on tag team. Yes, they've had the AEW Tag Team Champions for you know the belts for a while, but it was time for them to kind of do their own thing um, as single competitors. You know, and I think Omega, obviously, Omega is one of the best wrestlers out there of all time, and Paige is one hell of a wrestler in himself. You know, he's a great athlete, great wrestler. You know. It's just it, it was time for them to split up. And FTR is a tag team and one hell of a tag team. And them working with Tully Blanchard is just going to elevate their careers in AEW. And I can't say enough about it, man. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. And I look forward to who's going to challenge FTR for those tag team championships when they defend them for the first time. I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, after that match, we go to our next match of the evening. It is Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in a Mimosa Mayhem match. Um, again, this match was all over the place, man. It was really crazy. And it was one of those gimmick matches where, you know, you obviously didn't know what was going to happen. Um, the way the match was set up was that on each side of the ring, there was two mimosa tanks that were like 80 gallon tanks filled up with mimosa. And the stipulation of this match was that you can win by pinfall submission or throwing your opponent in a 80 gallon mimosa tank. Um, so I was a little thrown off by that, but the way they set up the ring and how they did the mimosa tanks and stuff was fantastic. I think it was great. And I think it told a great story um, because it was probably one of the best storylines going on in AEW right now, because it was something that definitely some people were probably, even myself included, that was a little apprehensive about Orange Cassidy because you never really knew what you got with this guy. It was more, you didn't know if he was a pure wrestler or this guy was just nothing but gimmick. And this guy's a pure wrestler, man. This guy can turn on the heat and kick your ass. And he's done, he's already had a great match, two matches before this match with Chris Jericho that had been back and forth and phenomenal matches. Um, but Jericho ended up putting Cassidy over in this match. Cassidy ends up hitting a Superman punch on Jericho, sending Jericho into the Mimosa tank on the outside, and Orange Cassidy gets the win. Um, I can't say enough about what Cassidy's been doing, with, and even with Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho putting over Orange Cassidy does say a lot. And, and this is the reason why I'm saying this, is because 
if you look back on WCW days with Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho was definitely not Chris Jericho that we know now in WCW. Chris Jericho was looked at as another guy that sometimes probably was a jobber for uh, WCW and a guy that was not even a mid card. He was like the first match on and he wanted more spotlight. He wanted more notoriety as a professional wrestler. Not saying he doesn't deserve it. He's a phenomenal wrestler, man. Um, I think with Orange Cassidy, though, you kind of get that same thing of how Jericho was in WCW and how Orange Cassidy is in AEW. Now, Orange Cassidy is becoming a big name in AEW if he already wasn't one. But the reason why I'm saying that is because Jericho probably came off or felt as if he was a gimmick for WCW, where Orange Cassidy, a lot of people, if not some people, might think that Orange Cassidy was just a gimmick for AEW. And having Chris Jericho put Cassidy over in this match was phenomenal, man. And it does show you that, you know, Chris Jericho is the kind of wrestler or the kind of person that knows when to strike, you know, gold. And he knows talent. And Orange Cassidy is talent, no matter how you want to look at it. Maybe he, you don't think he's a pure wrestler, and maybe he's not, but he is talent. And people are drawn into Orange Cassidy because of what he does in that ring and the personality that he brings to the table for AEW. And I think people are really, really starting to gravitate towards that, including myself. And I think it was a phenomenal match, a phenomenal ending, and hopefully now we can see Cassidy move on to other opponents and Chris Jericho. Who knows what's next for Chris Jericho, but I'm very much looking forward to it. But um, the better man won in this match, so hats off to Orange Cassidy for getting the win here. Um, after that match, we go into our main event of the eating of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is John Moxley defending his AEW Heavyweight Championship against MJF. Um, this was a back and forth match. I mean, it was it kind of set up the way that I looked at this match was that you know MJF came came into this match as an old school kind of Buddy Rogers wrestler. You know, he came in with the robe, um, and he was preaching that he was like he looked at the guys uh, wrestlers back in the day as he was a kid, like Ric Flair, Buddy Rogers you know, really more spectacle wrestlers, if you will, um, where, you know, he would, and MJF was mocking, you know, John Moxley saying that he was looking up, you know, he was fans of wrestlers, if you will, of like Sandman and Sabu and New Jack, which, I mean, those ECW guys were insane, crazy wrestlers. And some of them made a name off that ECW brand and that were phenomenal wrestlers. Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Rey Mysterio, Psychosis, Super Crazy, Tajiri, Tommy Dreamer, Rob Van Dam, Jerry Lynn. I mean, the list goes on and on. I can be here all day. Taz. Um, so it was kind of like a back and forth thing that was setting up this story for the past few weeks leading up into this match at All Out. Um, and it was a great match. But the the, the stipulation of this match was that uh, John Moxley could not use the paradigm shift. His finish that he's been using since he got to AEW, he cannot use it in this match. Um, and like I said, this match was back and forth. MJF ended up getting busted wide open in this match. It was brutal. Um, I know Wardlow was trying to get involved in the match, and that's one of the biggest things I said in my premium predictions of what he was going to do in this match or and what capacity was he going to get himself involved. And he did get himself involved. He tried to give the the ring to MJF, uh, which caused a distraction with the ref, and then uh, Moxley ended up hitting the paradigm shift anyway, pinning MJF, and your winner of the match was John Moxley, and he was the still AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Um, in my honest opinion, the better man won. I don't think MJF is a great wrestler. I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler. He's phenomenal on the mic. He's a great heel, but I do not think he was ready for that spotlight just yet. I really don't. I think for him, you know, maybe a TNT championship opportunity or whatever will be coming his way. Hopefully. I just don't think he's ready for that, that spotlight just yet as being the main guy for AEW. I don't think it's it. John Moxley, uh, 
for first of all, he's the number one wrestler in, of this year, number one, and he has been carrying that company on his back and doing a damn fine job at doing so. Phenomenal wrestler. Um, but I just don't think it was the right time for MJF. Yeah, it set up a storyline. It was a great match, but it was definitely not MJF's time. Now that Lance Archer had won the Casino Battle Royal, he will challenge at some point John Moxley for that AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And it's kind of funny because Moxley and Archer had a hell of a match for uh, in New Japan. So it's kind of like uh, unfinished business between Lance Archer and John Moxley, which I'm very much looking forward to it because Lance Archer, I mean, if you guys have not seen this guy, this guy is a freak. This guy is massive. This guy is in there to kick your ass. And Moxley is no pushover either. I mean, Moxley's in there to beat the hell out of you too. So it's going to make a crazy, insane match. And I'm very much looking forward to it some point down the road. Hopefully, maybe we'll get it at full gear. I don't know. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. But um, like I do with all these shows, and you guys know by now, um, I always give these shows a rating. To be honest, I, I know this might shock a lot of people, but I think this was probably one of the worst AEW pay-per-views I've seen um, since their existence. And I know people will be like, wow, you know, that's kind of crazy. Um, but the truth is the truth, man. And I'm not here to lie to anybody or BS anybody. This show, this this pay-per-view was not the best. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, it was the worst, man, but it was by far the worst AEW pay-per-view that I've seen since this company has been in existence. Um, they completely dropped the ball with the uh, the mystery in the Casino Battle Royale with Matt Seidel, by far. Now, yeah, I know some people said, like, you know, even myself, you know, if Brock Lesnar were to show up, could happen, who knows? I was not crossing my fingers, and I didn't think it was going to happen. But there were other names out there they could have used. For example, they could have used Miro, a.k.a. Rusev. He could have came in. Um, Eric Rowan, I don't know what his deal is, whether he wants to wrestle again. There's other names they could have brought in, or... They could have brought in an NWA talent, you know, a guy like Eli Drake just for like a one-off or James Storm or a Ring of Honor talent. Who, you know, who knows? You know what I mean? Because it's not like they haven't had other people from different companies come in and do these casino battle royals. They've done it before, even though at all out like a year ago or two years ago, whatever the case may be. They had a bunch of names from all these different companies because it wasn't like they really had a roster at that point. Um, and that was one of the biggest things that, you know, kind of was like, eh, they dropped the ball on that. The other thing that really was not – that was bad for the show was that big Swolbert Baker match. That match was awful. was absolutely awful. It was not even needed, man. Like I said, I feel like if they just would have had a 20-minute match one-on-one, it would have been great. Would have told, it already had the story, so just just had the finished product being a regular match. You know, sometimes those gimmick, does, gimmick matches doesn't really work out too well. Sometimes they do, but a lot of times they don't. And the other big thing, too, that um, I took away was Matt Hardy and taking that table spot. They should have ended that match, man. That really could have ended that man's career right there on pay-per-view television. And the fact that, you know, Tony Khan and AEW allowed that to keep going, that's not a good move, man, in my honest opinion. They should have called the match, and that was it. And it had a rematch or something down the road or something like that. It just – it was awful, man. And I I can't blame, you know, Matt Hardy's wife for being upset about it because the guy – Almost, you know, that was it. That was the end of his career. That was it. And it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. So I had to give this this show a rating of probably maybe like a six, five and a half, six. It just wasn't all that, man. I feel like they dropped the ball on a lot of things. Um, And even, you know, commentary during some of these matches were not that good either. I feel like some of these guys were just done with the whole, you know, the whole show. And this show went from like the main car was from like eight to damn near midnight. That's too long way too long 
for any AEW pay-per-view way too long, way too long. And I just feel like some of the matches just went too far and kind of pitter-pattered out, like, just too long, man. It just was not needed. So um, this is my review for AEW's All Out. I hope you guys are out there staying safe, be careful, and remember, stay classic. Peace.